Welcome back, boys and girls, to another episode of K-Fabe Comparisons. My name is Mr. Know-It-All, Daniel John Schaefer, and today I am joined once again by the rest of my holy trinity, the rest of the K-Fabe crew, Mr. Jesse Baker, Mr. Wex Breaking the Loss, and boys, how we living today? Dude, so happy to be back with the boys after two long weeks away trying to reopen bars, book some shows, do some shit, and watch some wrestling. I am very excited. That's right. Welcome back, Baker. Welcome back. Welcome back. Wex, how you living, bud? Oh, you know, drinking some H2O, trying to stay hydrated here, not drinking any beer tonight. Try, try, trying to be a little bit more healthy, a little more, a little bit more health conscious, you could say. There you but go. looking forward to some uh, wrestling. Looking forward to some wrestling. I'm the only person who uh, who didn't go NXT in their background, I just noticed. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, when you get Todd Pettengill, he was, he, that was my one. That's what took me forever. I was going to go with Todd, but, you know. Couldn't Stop. do it. Jesse Jesse swung in and, and took the spotlight on that one. That's fine. It's okay. He's been off for a couple weeks. He deserves a little bit of shine. It's all good. It's all good. Let's get right into it, boys. We got a great uh, couple great shows here to, to run down. Uh, it's a five-year comparison here. We're doing NXT In Your House from 2021 going up against Money in the Bank 2016. Uh, all the Shield guys on top there, and we got plenty to talk about. Well, we are going to dive into the current event stuff. We're going to start it off with NXT in your house, and we're just going to run down this whole card for you, make these shows go a little bit quicker, if you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I thought we got a pretty killer, nostalgic open with the show. Kind of love hearing Big Todd and old Doot 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 himself. Uh, the Naomi Fox singing thing kind of <laughs> sucked, but Todd Pettengill just killed it, and I enjoyed that. Any, any other thoughts on the uh, open there, boys? That Naomi Fox travesty could have definitely not existed, and I would have been happier. But the rest of it would just hit me in all the right nostalgia feels, pluck the right strings. Yes, absolutely. Wex, what do you think about that open? Definitely very classic, and uh, I couldn't agree more on the the terrible singing there. But yeah, definitely, <laughs> d- definitely good on all the other aspects of the open there besides the singing. Speaking of good on all aspects, uh, we're going to go into the first match here. It's going to be Bronson Reed and MSK versus Legado del Fantasma. And the, the weird stipulation is that it's for the North American Championship and the tag team titles, which naturally makes it kind of strange. Um, I thought it was a really good opener there, though, like lots of great work. Um, I don't think the match needed to have that stipulation because it was already kind of a grudge there and a pretty decent story. They've been going back and forth for a couple weeks, uh, but I get why they did it. It's a takeover, whatever. Solid, solid opener. Three beers from me. Jesse, where you at? Man, I gave it a full four beers. Fantastic right. opener. They sold the singles on both teams and kind of had that psychology between the two. Great tag work. I love that big spot. Solid stuff. Yeah. Wex, where you at? I'm splitting it between you. I went 3.5 beers, and nice. yeah, fantastic, great work between all six guys. I like some of the triple team stuff. They, you know, a little bit of flippy, floppy, some no sells here, there, but overall, nice, nice match. Nice Michinoku driver. Nice Michinoku driver. That is true. It did look pretty, pretty wild. Uh, let's keep it rolling here, though. Big old Todd is in the back with a, a tape of Zia Lee and Mercedes Martinez. I thought that was pretty funny on his little uh, VCR combo there. But the match here uh, didn't really do it for me, man. Mercedes Martinez versus Zia Lee. Nice hype in the, for the grudge aspect of it. Um, I, I don't know. It was a decent match, but it felt like it could have just been on a regular NXT show. It didn't really feel like it deserved to really be in this spot. Um, I gave it about two and a half beers. Didn't hate it. Didn't love it. Wex, where you at on it? I only gave it one beer. Oh, wow. Okay. It just, it just didn't really do it for me. It was just a little sloppy and... I'm just not a big fan of Mercedes Martinez. The end angle part of the match is pretty cool. Like I agree. I, I agree. enjoyed that, but the match itself, it was just kind of like, 
Eh. Yep. Yep. Jesse, where are you at on it? I gave it three beers basically because like it was a good match, but you're right. Did not fit on this card for a card with so few matches. Don't know why this is here. Um, yeah. I couldn't disagree more on the post-match segment. I thought it was kind of didn't set anything up worth a shit. So, meh. Oh, I, I enjoyed it. I think I like the post-match more than I like the match itself. But that's why we do this show, boys and girls. Let's uh, let's keep it moving here. Um, the next match on the card is, I believe, the KFA Comparisons match of the night for this show. It's uh, Cameron Grimes versus L.A. Knight from the Million Dollar Championship. Uh, we're going to deep dive into this one a little bit, Jesse. Uh, can you go ahead and give me your overall thoughts and opinions on uh, this this week's pick? My favorite thing about this match is that going into it, both guys have these like pretty classic heel tendencies. There's not yeah. really a clear baby face going into the thing, but they yeah. establish those roles inside of the match without mm-hmm. really forcing anybody into it. it. Everyone naturally found their way. And, I mean, that's just two workers who they have a past. They work together in Impact. I mean, they know each other. It made so much sense, though, and you can say what you want about WWE, but the fact of the matter is you can take a match that was spectacular on Impact Wrestling five, six years ago and really turn it into a, no pun intended, next-level situation for all the superstars involved once it's on this platform, even with the limited crowd at the CWC, all of that stuff. Fantastic innovation. I loved all the ladder spots. I just really thought overall it was a really great match, and I gave it five whole beers. Nice. Wex, what do you think about this uh, ladder match for the million-dollar title? Uh, dude, I thought it was one of the better ladder matches I've seen in a while because they the way they worked it was a little different. They used a, a not not a lot of crazy crash-and-burn flipping spots. There was they yeah. You know, they had a few, like that one big bump from Cameron Grimes, but yeah. it was mostly like a lot of weapon-type stuff. Yeah. Kind of back to who was that ladder match we watched a couple few pay-per-views ago? Like, in W, was it Eddie Guerrero? Maybe. Oh, Eddie and Ray. Well, they used they used very they like did a lot of cool weapon stuff and like it's yeah. kind of reminded me of that like not a lot of just modern you know modern ladder matches they just fucking cr- crazy f- spot this spot that spot kind of we'll talk yeah. about even that money in the bank but this was more I don't know I really liked the way they worked and I liked him uh, Cameron Grimes jump from the steel girder and then jump at like lots yeah. of very cool stuff. Very innovative, and uh, I really love the gold ladder. That was a nice touch. Everything, Ted DiBiase, and just like Jesse said, they've both been heels, but it was immediate. Like, you could just tell L.A. Knight was the fucking heel, and, like, yeah. even though they're, like, he seemed like the heel in this kind of feud the whole time to me, though, just because, I don't know, he just, you seem to hate him a little He's bit a more. He's a natural heel, man, yeah. And, and Cameron Grimes has grown on me. He's grown on me. I fucking yeah. hated it at first. I hated the hat. But it's he, he's worked it. He's worked the the gimmick works now. It makes sense. Before it was just like, okay, why the fuck is Trevor Lee in a fucking weird hat? Like it yeah. didn't make sense. But now he like it. It works. I like it. I went four beers. I did not want L.A. Knight to win. Wish it would have been old Cameron. See, I'm I'm kind of the other way around. I I agree that I think that L.A. has kind of got that natural heat, and I love it. I feel like he's. I feel like to me, he's he feels very uh, old school. He feels like a guy that could have been. A 2001 guy. I think he. I could see him wrestling like 01 Rock or 01 Angle or 01 Stone Cold, and I feel like he would fit right in in that world. Uh, now, granted, it's not that world anymore, and so the fact that he can do what he does and make it relevant, it's not like you're going to see a bunch of high spots from this dude. And I think that this match kind of proved that like he's a great wrestler. Um, cause that's what this match felt like. It felt like a wrestling match with a ladder involved as a weapon, as opposed to like a bunch of high spots with a ladder. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. I, I think that they did a really, really good job. I think having the million dollar man aspect was great. I think the title 
is great. I think it's a good fit to use in NXT. Hopefully we see more of Ted DiBiase. And and again, too, like the face turn, I think that's an actual turn. I think Cameron Grimes is going to be more of a baby face, maybe more of like a, you know, cool heel baby face type thing. But LA Knight's just straight up heel. People hate him. I love the match. I gave it 4.75 beers. Oh. Uh, big fan, big fan. Uh, there's a couple things. There were a couple stutters on the outside that I wasn't a, a fan of, but I thought I thought LA Knight like making fun of himself or telling the people to shut up when he slipped was really funny. So like that to <laughs> me like kind of saved it. Um, yeah, I really enjoyed this one. But let's keep it rolling, man. Uh, we got a cool little hit row segment with Todd. Um, wish they would have been on the show instead of Zia Lee, but yeah. I digress. Um, let's uh, let's let's move on here to the actual matches: Ember Moon versus Raquel Gonzalez. I was right in the middle. Three beers on this one. I'm just not high on Gonzalez, man. I still feel like she's green. The match felt clunky, uh, and it dragged quite a bit. It was kind of meh, right there in the middle. Three beers. The work was good. You could tell Ember was trying, but Raquel is just not. She shouldn't be the the, the woman carrying the belt, in my opinion. Wex, where are you at on it? Man, I'm right there with you on fucking Raquel Gonzalez. Not a big fan of her. I went 2.5. Okay. Like you said, Ember... Totally like worked it hard, but yeah, yeah, not a fan, not a Gonz, not not a fan of the Gonz here. <laughs> God, oh Gonzo, Jesse, where you at on it? I mean, I feel like Raquel has become NXT's answer to Jade Cargill, and uh, it, it's yeah. you know green and muscles and yada yada yada. I gave it two beers. It was formulaic. The angle to me is confusing. <laughs> yeah, I agree. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't quite make sense. Uh, now, here we are. It's our main event. It's a fatal five-way, because those are always Matt classics. Uh, <laughs> let's go uh, Johnny Gargano versus Kyle O'Reilly versus Pete Dunne versus Adam Cole versus Karrion Cross. Uh, give me one-on-one with Karrion Cross with any of these guys, or even a triple threat, maybe, and I could still probably make it work. And these guys did a decent job trying to do like almost like gauntlet style the first half. And there were some cool, like, standalone spots, but it was just so much clutter. There's just too many people, too much laying out. It was poorly booked to me, honestly. You shouldn't have put this many guys. Because at this point, like, if you're just going to keep the title on cross, why give that many guys a loss? Like, that makes no <laughs> sense. It's just not not great. The guys worked hard. Three beers again right in the middle for me. Jesse, where are you at on it? I went two and a half. I couldn't agree more on pretty much every point that you made. To me, this match felt like a glorified diesel spot in the Royal Rumble. Yeah. Okay, and that's it, fair. Yeah. I don't think that it helped cross really. It's just, uh, you know, establish him as what some monster who let everybody kind of beat each other up and then yeah. got it. I don't know. It, it's yeah. confusing to me. I hope it's not a statement of things to come. I agree. Hopefully Vince isn't dabbling in this main event. Cause I hear that that's, he does have <laughs> hands in just the main events. That's accordingly what they're saying. But, um, Wex, where you at on it? I mean, Beer rating is right there with you in the middle three beers. But yeah, this was just a bunch of chaos, a bunch of big moves. And Karrion Cross even did the he did the Matt Jackson light. Yeah. <laughs> he did only one and then the double. He didn't do the three then the double. And he's supposed to be the big badass. Just lots of laying down and letting other people do moves. Yeah. I just and it just didn't work in that venue for some reason. Yeah. Like it's tight, too many people that are just like for some reason those bigger matches where people are laying around in the bigger arenas, it seems to work, but yeah. But the work, you know, they did some sick moves. So right there, three beers, but it's just too much going on, man. Too much going on. I will say overall, though, uh, I rated this around like a three beer uh, rating. So like, good. It was good. It was a good show for NXT. But you know, we're used to a little bit more from our takeovers, and mm-hmm. it was good. But it did kind of let me down. Jesse, where you were at overall on this one? 
I mean, it was by the end of it, I was like, really? Yeah. And I, the, the package, the concept, the way that they presented it, I, I was probably more excited about the intro at the end of it than I was anything else. I felt like the six man was great. Love Grimes and LA Knight. The rest of it, I could take it or leave it. Lex, where you at overall on the show? Yeah, ladder match is really sick. And yeah, that's, I mean, that's the only thing that I really left from this show. Just like, man, that was that was awesome. Because that's the only like storyline or anything that progressed that I was just like, eh. But yeah. just yeah. like you guys said, just like you said, most takeovers are usually a lot better. And this was just kind of like a takeover light. Yeah. It was like a takeover. It was like, like a, it was like an in your house. Yeah, it was like an. That's kind of fair. That's kind of fair. That's kind of fair. Uh, and we will talk about uh, the close of the show and the rumor and innuendo and things to happen at the end of the show. But let's go ahead and jump over to Money in the Bank 2016. Um, I thought the open for for the show was badass. I thought it was a great hype package for AJ and Cena and a really good package for. Rollins and Reigns. I'm not going to lie. Just seeing Cena and hearing some of his promos in that package made me miss Super Cena. I'm not going to lie. I miss the guy. I hope he comes back. I hope we're going to see a decent run. We'll talk about that later on, too. But uh, any other thoughts on the open there, Jesse? What'd you think? 2016 was a crazy year for the WWE. And the statement that they made by having AJ Styles in this situation six short months after his debut says the moon. You know what I mean? And uh, the package is very reflective of that, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Wex, where you at on it? Uh, it was very nice. Uh, WWE was probably definitely a lot better than it is now in 2016. Like 2014 yeah. to 16 was like hot shit. And this was a good good era. I, I was definitely in it real hard at this time. This is definitely a good part. Good yeah, I, yeah, dude. I mean, 2014 to 2016 was good wrestling, period. I mean, yeah. Ring of Honor was on fire. New Japan was lighting it up at that point. Like NXT was its yeah, best. NXT was at its best. I agree. I agree. Uh, speaking of some NXT guys, let's jump into the first match here. It's Enzo and Cass versus the Vaude Villains. Versus Anderson and Gallows versus the New Day, the only people that are still with the company at this point, five short years later. Uh, it's kind of a hodgepodge match. Uh, I mean, luckily, all the teams are kind of comfortable with some comedy, and there were some pretty funny spots in there. Uh, but overall, it's you know, it's just clutter. There's too many bodies. Uh, decent little open, but I gave it two beers. That's all you can really give it. Uh, Jesse, where are you at on it? Straight in the middle, three beers. I felt like it did what it was supposed to do, but there was nothing spectacular. And this is as somebody who really likes half of, uh, I'd say a little over half of the people in this match. Yeah, for sure. Wex, where you at on it? I'm right there in the middle. I gave it all three beer too. You know, it was kind of chaotic, kind of crazy. And the, the, the ending was very set up and very like, uh, 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 which kind of took away from it because they could clear, it was just kind of botchy, but. Not their fault, I guess. A little bit timing issues. Too many people in the ring at once. I I get it. Yeah, I mean, I will say though, I think that Enzo and Cass had they had if they had just kept their shit together, man, they they could have they could have taken that thing to the moon if they would have just left. Oh them yeah, together. they were but, over like Rover, yeah. baby. They really were. Uh, let's just keep it moving here. The promo next was an absolute gem. Uh, Kevin Owens, uh, Jericho, and Del Rio felt kind of unscripted and good. Um, Owens and Jericho specifically, and then Owens just burying Del Rio was, I loved it. It was absolutely great to me. It felt, it really did feel like an organic promo. Um, but yeah, let's, let's get to the next match. It's Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler. Uh, not really sure why that was here. There's no stakes, obviously. It doesn't really help either guy other than getting them a paycheck, I guess. Uh, Ziggler to this day is still probably the most underrated talent of my lifetime. 
Um, probably one of the worst booked wrestlers of my lifetime. Um, yeah, I mean, the match wasn't bad work rate-wise, but it was way too long, and that really hurt the rating. I only gave it two and a half beers as well. Uh, Wex, where are you at on Baron Corbin versus Dolph Ziggler here? I only gave it two beers, and like you said, Ziggler's always amazing. I still like Baron Corbin's look better at this point. Yeah. And he just, I don't know, Baron Corbin was a lot better back then. And I was when I was doing research on this match, this was like, they had, this was like the 90th match in like a long feud of matches. So yeah, it was just like, it was, you know how WWE does, they just drag shit out to like the next pay-per-view to the, it's, it was one of those situations. But yeah, yeah. two beers. Jesse, where you at on it? One beer, boring with four O's. Ooh, rip. Ooh, poor Dolph, man. I, yeah. I think I, th- I think this boat's kind of passed. I, it's sad to say, but man, I really, really, w- I think that guy could have been a super, super m- crossover star if they'd actually given him the rock. But it is what it is. Let's move on. It's Charlotte and Dana Brooke versus Becky Lynch and Natalia here. Uh, yeah, Dana Brooke is awful. Um, match would have been significantly better without her. Um, honestly, everything thus far on the show has just been kind of lukewarm. It wasn't absolute garbage, but it wasn't great either. The heel turn did help at the end, in my opinion. Uh, two beers for me. Um, Wex, where you at on it? Not quite there with you, but 1.75 beers. It was all, all right. I could I almost, you know, almost had two beers, but I had to leave a little bit in the bottom because I was just unsatisfied. But yeah, heel turn was cool. She had the tears in the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse, where you at on it, man? I guess I'm being harsh on 2016, guys. I gave it one beer. I thought a lot of the work was slop, and I didn't yeah. feel like anyone really cared about the heel turn. I, I, and maybe I'm just overlooking that at the time. It just felt meaningless to me. Yeah, um, it's weird seeing Charlotte and Becky like in this random match in the middle of the card. Yeah, because it would have been. I feel like it would have been ten times better if it had just been Charlotte versus Becky, but. I digress. Um, we got a pretty bad Dean Ambrose promo here. Big surprise. Uh, <laughs> then there's a segment for Apollo Crews and Sheamus. Uh, it's funny that the onlookers are all fired now. All, all of them. All of the onlookers in that segment are fi- Except for R-Truth. R-Truth is still still around. But Goddamn else right. Gone. He'll, n- he'll never get fired. Nah, he'll be the last one. He'll be the last. They're gonna give him, he's going to make him the champ. They're just going to give him the rock. I hope so. He'll be the new Patterson. He'll be there like for the rest <laughs> of his life. <laughs> the new Bruce Pritchard. Yeah, now. Um, yeah. So then we got a uh, we got the match here. It's Apollo Cruz versus Sheamus. Uh, it's Chin Lock City. That's uh, boring. Dead crowd. Too long, especially for a sneaky win. Should have been half as long if you're just gonna sneak a win in there anyway. It's just yeah, it made no sense. Uh, half a beer for me at at most. Half a beer. Jesse, where you at on it? I was very excited that they gave Cruz the win when I saw it, and now we all know that it went fucking nowhere. But um, I gave it a beer and a half. I don't. I mean, you're talking after this weird women's match that kind of took the gusto out of the room, and everybody knows what they're waiting on for the rest of the. I mean, there's really only one like mega shit match on the rest of the card, you know. Mm-hmm. So, beer and a half. Jesse or Wex, what you got on? Yeah, I went one point seven five beers on this one. And I was like, is this feud somehow still going till this day? <laughs> yeah, it, it still it does kind of feel that it does, it does kind of feel like that. Um, yeah, there's not not much else to say about that one, really. There is a pretty awesome promo for C- Cena and Styles. Great stuff. And this is going to lead to our match of the night for this show. It's uh, AJ Styles versus John Cena. Crowd is stupid hype for this. Um, and this is good Cena, too. You know, this is like post 
U.S. Championship Cena. He's like aware of his work rate and he's killing it. I mean, it was a killer match. Um, I mean, just both guys. Just it wasn't like a high spot fest, but they were there when they needed to be. Um, well sold from both guys. Well worked on both sides. Uh, lots of air, lots of space in between for the crowd to digest it. Good psychology. Um, I gave it four and a half beers. Loved it to death. Jesse, where are you at on it? Exact same rating, my friend. Four and one half beers. I thought it was a very strong outing. Um, I, you know, I, I hate the interference thing, but I get it though too to try and continue to build and sort of keep hands clean and things along those lines. Yeah. Like I touched on earlier in the show, man. Six months in, this is a very strong proof of uh, concept, I guess, is what I'm looking for in terms of AJ Styles and the WWE, which. I think everybody was a little lukewarm on, hey, how are they going to handle him? Everybody was just terrified they were going to mess it up. And yeah. this was proof that they were willing to give him the ball and let him roll with it. Cena is just work rate city here. That yeah. double submission spot is mm. like the stuff I dream of in wrestling. It's I mean, I, stuff, I, I, yeah. that, it was so dope. And I, I just really thought this was a great match. It's one of the few Cena matches that I have consistently said, hey, if you don't believe in John Cena, watch this match. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Great stuff. Hopefully we get this Cena next time around. Uh, Wex, where are you at on Styles versus Cena here? I was almost with y'all. Four beers for me. Not four and a half. Four. But, dude, this is a classic goddamn match. AJ Styles, at this point, like, you can tell he's he's a little bit little, he's a little bit thinner here than yeah, he is now. This is, like, I mean, yeah. and he's still, like, he. you can tell he's moving a lot quicker here than two. And this is only, what, five years ago? Yeah. But this is, when yeah. he, this is he was trying to prove his shit in WWE. He was trying to get his shit down. But, dude, fantastic fucking match. I remember I still have this picture. It's on my Instagram of uh, AJ Styles putting the Styles Clash on John Cena. I was so hyped when I, when he did it. I was just like, dude, that's so fucking sick. Cena yeah. getting Styles Clashed. And yeah. like you said, this is right after that U.S. title open challenge thing. So, dude, this was – that's like, that's what made me – actually respect and like Cena was this era of his work, especially as AJ Styles. I agree. I agree. Really good stuff here. Really good stuff. Let's keep it rolling. It's a money in the bank promo match for the actual money in the bank ladder match. Um, and who we got in this match is Chris Jericho, Cesaro, Sami Zayn, Alberto Del Rio, Kevin Owens, and Dean Ambrose. Um, you know what, Wex, I'm just going to throw it right back to you. Leave me off on this one, man. what do you think about this one? Hey, this is uh, probably one of the better Money in the Bank matches that there is. I want to. I like it. I went. Uh, I didn't go as high as I have on others just because of uh, certain people in the match there. But three and a half beers for me. And dude, that fantastic Michinoku driver onto the ladder. That's that's just a beautiful image. And oh, just KO's back all just oh, fucked up like that, dude. Fucking sick match. Fun stuff. Always awesome. And Jericho is always fantastic. Jesse, where are you at on this one? I went right down the middle, man. It's three beers for me. Not the best money in the bank. Not the worst money in the bank. Plenty of kind of car crashy stuff. Lots of really cool spots. But, I mean, you would expect nothing less. And literally in my notes, Ambrose wins fart noise. Yeah, I, I really expected more based on the participants in this match. Uh, I Not only was it not good to me, I thought it was bad. I thought it was boring. I thought it was repetitive. I thought the all the high spots they used were kind of recycled high spots from other Money in the Bank matches. Um, I don't know. I just I had to give it a decent grade for the participants, and the effort was there, but the execution was just not good. I gave it two and a half beers. Um, 
Uh, it was a Money in the Bank ladder match. It was exciting. There were some good high spots. Like the Mishinoku driver, like you said, was phenomenal for sure. No pun intended. But, um, yeah, it just it didn't save the whole match. And, again, yes, of course, Dean Ambrose winning is just never a good thing, in my opinion. Um, we also got a little panel section here with Corey Graves wearing a god-awful hat. And um, that was pretty much all the notes I had on that segment. And uh, here we are with the next match. This one's going to be short and sweet. It's Rusev versus Titus O'Neil. And you can read the title of the match, and it sums it up. So I gave it a dud. It was zero beers from me. Um, Jesse, where are you at on Rusev versus Titus O'Neil here for the U.S. title, no less? Zero beers, but at least it was short. That's true. That's fair. That's fair. Let's keep it rolling, Wex. What do you think about it? I gave it a half a beer just because Miro talks shit, or Rusev, whatever. Miro talks shit to Titus O'Neil's kids after the match. Yeah, that's nice. And I miss that, that nice long match. hair. Made him made him look real badass. I agree. I agree. I think the short hair makes him look fatter, if that makes sense. And he's not even a fat guy. He's just like he's not fatter. Slow. He's like, like he's just yeah. a big ass stocky dude. But he looks more round with a buzz cut. I don't know. It's just a just a weird thing for me. Maybe I don't know. But then the next package here is Seth Rollins versus uh, Roman Reigns, and that's the match here as well. I mean. I loved the match. I thought the match was an absolute banger. I thought both guys then and now are, you know, kind of the main event workhorses for the WWE currently. And then I thought it was really well worked. I thought it was great pacing, good selling, great false finishes. thought the match was a banger. And then Dean Ambrose comes out and cashes in. I guess this is the only way you can really make him champion because this way we don't have to actually sit through a Dean Ambrose match. Um, so there's that. Uh, that's, I guess, the only thing I can give it. I gave it three and a half beers. Um, it would have been a four and a half beers without, without Dean Ambrose winning the title from my guy, Seth Rollins, but that is what it is. That's me being a mark. It is what it is. Jesse, what'd you think about this main event? That was good, man. Great sequencing, great pacing. Rollins very clearly like really taking shape here. I yeah. thought you, you can see the future and the way he's moving around and stuff. Roman still a little under the cuff, but you can tell there's something to it. The yeah. Dean thing. Look, I gave it four and a half beers. I can't fault the two guys that made that match great for the way it was written after the bell rang. Sure, that's but, fair. So, yeah, four and a half. That's fair. Wex, where are you at on this main event? I, 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 sorry. I really enjoyed this main event. I gave it three and a half, and I was going to give it four. I was thinking about including the cash in, but... I'm just going to keep my original rating at three and a half, and it's going to be right there with you. And it was great, dude. Fantastic work between both guys. Seth Rollins, just like Jesse said, he was – this was like the height of Seth Rollins, I think, right here. This is like right when he came back from the injury. He was over yeah. like or over. The crowd is hot as fucking shit right here. The booze for Roman are super heavy. I'm glad they didn't edit it out because I figured WWE would, like, you know, pull their magic like they would do on SmackDown when it wasn't live and edit the booze out. But, man – crowd's hot fucking just hypes just everything is it just makes you feel good everything about this match except yeah. for the cash in i guess you guys uh, were upset i'm not that big of a fan of moxley ambrose but i like the cash in it just made it a little bit more hectic and it was just now seth has to fight back and get the title yeah i don't know i mean i think i think i agree though too i think that if if they had done the switch earlier if roman had been the clear heel here to Rollins' baby face, I think it would have made the match significantly oh, better. yeah, but they just wouldn't um, pull that trigger. Yeah, I agree. I agree. They wouldn't pull the trigger. Now they have, and it's the best thing they, the, absolutely the best thing that they have on their television shows. Roman Reigns is a heel, but now Seth um, needs to go baby face again. And we'll, and I would be, yeah, 
work it yeah. back. Run it again. I agree. I agree. I have no problem with that. I I would I, I would love to see a 2021 babyface Rollins versus heel Reigns. I think it would be great. Unfortunately, they're not going to do that because they don't like ratings. So um, Vinny you know. Mac, you son of a bitch, pull the trigger, bitch, son of a bitch. And so yeah. That's going to, I mean, I think that it's very clear and obvious here that for a kayfabe comparison, even though NXT In Your House 2021 was not living up to the normal takeover level, I still think it beats Money in the Bank hands down. Although Cena and Styles is a banger. Jesse, where are you at overall in the kayfabe comparison here? Cena, Styles, banger. Roman, Rollins, banger. Rest of it. But I think, it, yeah. I mean, NXT definitely takes it, dude. There's no yeah. question. I mean, there, at least there are no, like, straight-the-fuck-out duds on that show. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. Wex, where you at on it? Yeah, I'm going to have to agree with both of you guys. NXT takes it, and the only reason is because it was short and sweet. And if it was as long as Money in the Bank and probably would have extra bullshit, then it might have been a little bit closer. But That's they true. know how to do it. Because there is something shitty, it's, it's not much shitty, and you get good again. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So NXT is the uh, the handed winner here. Although, you know, since we're uh, we're trying to move through these kayfabe comparisons part of the shows a little bit quicker now because we like to talk about current wrestling. We like to talk about not just the shows, but what's going on behind the scenes. And uh, speaking of the end of In Your House, we had Regal delivering a promo as only he can. It was phenomenal. You could see the emotion in his face. Um, the quote-unquote bedlam that's been there since he's been the GM and there's time for a change. Um, we'll see where that leads. And the rumor has it, boys, now that we're moving into our rumors and current events section, um, is that Samoa Joe has re-signed with the company, uh, will re-sign with NXT, which is kind of, it's weird how they've worded that, right? It's like, they're saying it's like, it's not WWE, like he's signing just with NXT to come back. It's like WWE let him go, but he's re-signing with NXT. So maybe this was like, on purpose, maybe this is kind of like another way to kind of try to separate NXT from WWE. Um, Jesse, thoughts on Samoa Joe coming back in a non-wrestling role? I mean, I'm all for it. Don't get me wrong. I think he's an asset in any role that you could give. And, of course. Uh, you know, it's just one of those. I'm a big Joe Mark. I think that he has all of the things in the world to contribute. I will say this. If I had my fantasy, and I know I won't, Joe and Regal would have a match for that fucking GM role. Oh, that'd be so sick. <laughs> God, that'd be so sick. I would love to see that, man. I would love to see that. I don't I don't know if we will, but Wex, how you feeling about Samoa Joe possibly coming in as the new GM? Possibly. Wexley is muted. <laughs> we have a kayfabe flub here. You got it? Hey, Wex, I think you're live, right? We're live, pal. There you go. <laughs> no, but uh, yes, I... Uh, I think Samoa Joe going into a non-wrestling role. I guess it's cool for him if he wants to do that. But you know we want to see him wrestle. Yeah. We want we to see, see some muscle busters. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, yeah, I would have liked to see him show up at Slammiversary. Exactly. Um, that is, that's that's actually going to be where we go next that I want to ask you guys about. You know, I think that the, the running rumor was that the big surprise going into Impact uh, for Slammiversary, because, you know, I think they, they have said there's going to be a, a big signing, right, that's coming from W. They've said something like that about at Slammiversary? Nah, not have exactly. They not, have they not? Because uh, I feel like they have alluded to it, at least with the promo of, of the oh, show. Oh, no, that, uh, I'll tell you what, they did that last year, too. If you remember when they had all the WWE releases the first time last year, for Slammiversary, they ran the same exact video. They te They basically teased everybody that was released, even though they had no intention of bringing in, like, half the people that they teased right 
But I don't know, because Gallows and Anderson said as soon as they got released from WWE, Impact called them immediately like, hey, what's up, guys? What are you guys doing yeah. in three months? Yeah. I mean, there, that thing with Impact and the Good Brothers, the reason that that worked, and it, it's a very intelligent strategy on the part of Impact being the level of company they are. It's all that cross-promotion. It's like, yeah. you come on here and you push your own shit and we don't mind. We'll put your shitty backwoods backlot indie redneck shows and lariato pro wrestling on our fucking streaming network we don't yeah. give a shit yeah <laughs> and then yeah. now you're on aew tv to boot so okay so let's let's pretend let's fantasy book that there is there is going to be a surprise show up for slammiversary um given the pool i mean where would you who would you guys like to see that person be that that return or or, or maybe just a debut I gotta say, I think that the person that probably the two people I think probably have the highest future in Impact out of any of the people that are no longer with WWE are probably a mixture or a tie between Kalisto and Buddy Murphy. Mm, I like Buddy Murphy a lot. I think that that would be the one. I feel like he's not a main event tier guy, but he's big enough that it would pop and it would be enough of a push for Impact. But it's also in their wheelhouse in order to, enough to get him. You know what I mean? They're not getting Braun Strowman. They're probably not getting Aleister Black, even though I would love that. Um, but yeah, I think Buddy Murphy fits and that sounds right. That feels right to me. Wex, what do you think? Well, you know, I even said this last week. I think Alistair Black would be a person that could go to impact. I could see yeah. him being a person that could easily slide in there and win the impact world title like real quick, but then also have like a long ass run and just kick some heads off. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We'll see how it goes. I mean, I know that they're selling tickets for $250 a piece for their, uh, they sold their return. Out. Sold yeah, out. I'm sure they sold out, but I think they're only, I think they only sold a couple hundred tickets, which, but damn, that's, I mean, if you're selling them for that expensive and people want to buy them, then that's awesome. You're making your money and you don't have to sell out a big house. That's, that's, Fuck you, that's Scott cool. Demore. Make them cheaper. Yeah, that's bullshit though. Now there will be a reason for that barricade and guardrail in Skyway. Well, I, you know, maybe, maybe we can get some press passes for that show. I don't know. It's possible. Hey, Al Gilbert will be working it, so I'll see it's, what we can do. It is. Yes, there is that. And there's a, a guy that I know at my real estate firm who um, has some, let's just say he has some ends at the actual building that they're going to be running. So we'll Ooh, uh, press we'll passes, baby. We're covering it for the we'll podcast. We'll see if we can get some press passes in there. It'd be nice. Maybe we can get a little Scott Demore on the show, too. That'd be pretty cool. Just wear shirts that say marks in large black font while we're at it. Dude, I absolutely love it. I Hell love yeah, it. I'll, I'll put no it on problem my forehead. With it. I'll wear a yeah, mark. I'll get a tattoo. I have no issue with that. Um, <laughs> let's keep it rolling here with the rumors and innuendo. I know we're a little bit late on this hype train. I think it actually happened like the day that we filmed uh, that I saw on Twitter, but it was uh, Matt Cardona as the big reveal for GCW going up against Nick Cage. I love the way they did it, too, with the hood and then him doing the little Dean Ambrose shoulder gorilla man roll, hitting him with the, uh, you know, the Dean Am the paradigm shift and then pulling it off. And then just, you know, the whole like that whole like fuck all of you. Like, I, lo I love I love Cardona just doing that heel thing. I'm interested to see what they do with him as like a as like a. A, a, a hardcore guy. I don't. Yeah. I mean, do you I, do you see him like throwing light tubes around? I think this is a David Arquette situation, my friend. I think we see this one time and one time only, and that is probably what needs to happen. We get a little. You cannot kill Matt Cardona, and uh, I don't know, man. Nick Gage liable to fuck him up. Hey, did you see Nick Gage showed up at one of his live podcasts? Oh, did he? Yeah. Yes, and he was like going through the crowd, like fuck him to. 
kick, I'm gonna kill him. And like, you know, security's holding him back, and all the people were like, fuck you. And yeah, it was pretty, it was really good. He's, I think that's it, a work for sure. I think dude, it's, awesome. it's a work, but they are working it so well. It's great. Yeah, yeah I and agree. Speak, and did you also see the Nick Gage chicken commercial? No. Look that up. It was for like <laughs> some like chicken place, and he walks in, he's like, has a fork, and he's like, fuck you. And then he just grabs a piece of chicken with the fork. Oh, I love that. I saw all that. Or with the other, It's like all these Nick Gage things just started popping up back to back when they stood the one thing. That's great, man. I think, I mean, I don't know. I think Nick Gage is clean now. I think he's coming off of a big thing with this dark side of the ring. And I think that if he can show that he can actually, he can work and not just be this big bruiser that beats the shit out of people. I think that if he has a really good indie match with Matt Cardona, he might get further than he's ever been before. Um, and let's be honest. I mean, you could say what you want about Zack Ryder, Matt Cardona. The dude can wrestle. And I mean, oh, yeah. we've never seen him do the hardcore thing, but like, I don't know, man, I, I can see him like again. Yeah. Maybe he's like a one-off, but he's 10 times better than David Arquette will ever be. So I think that like, he might have a pretty damn decent death match. It might happen. Yeah, I mean, we'll totally. see. We'll I see. could see that being great. And you know, here's the deal. Zack Ryder, the main reason WWE cut him off at the knees is because he fucking got himself over. The dude knows yeah. how to do the shit. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think he's proven that too. I think kind of like Wex said with this whole, like running this gimmick, running this work angle, but doing it in real life. I think it's, it's genius on both for both guys. It's going to elevate both of their names. Um, I mean, you could honestly argue that like a year ago, if it was like, Oh, like Zack Ryder versus Nick Gage, people would be like, what the fuck? Like no one would want to see that. No one's showing up for that. But now, because the way they're working, because just one year's time, I think it's going to be pretty awesome. It's because it's Matt Cardona versus Nick Gage. Yeah, that's true. That is true. That's true. I like that. I like that. And I did see his little promo about how Zack Ryder's dead and like Matt Cardona is like somebody you've never seen before and blah, blah, blah. It was a good little promo. Yeah. Um, Let's see. What else is on the news docket here? I know we got a Mickey. Mickey James is going to be producing an all women's NWA pay-per-view. Um, have they disclosed like all of the women that they're using for that show? I have no idea. I haven't really been paying attention to NWA, frankly. Yeah, I haven't really. I mean, only, I just saw it on Twitter and it was a big deal that Mickey James was producing it. Um, I don't even know who they would use in the pool. I don't know if AEW, I mean, I would assume that they have some kind of, obviously they have some kind of working relationship with the women's division in AEW. Uh, but I don't know if we're going to see, you know, I don't, I certainly don't think we're going to see like a Britt Baker, but I could definitely see like a Rio or somebody being in like a tournament style thing for NWA. I think that'd be kind of cool to see, uh, Wex, any thoughts on that NWA women's pay-per-view? I think it should be pretty good. Cause they said all women from everywhere. So we'll probably definitely get some AEW wrestlers, some, uh, Japanese wrestlers, yeah. some Mexican wrestlers. We'll get them from all over the world. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see some Impact ladies in there as well. Yeah. Um, what else I we like got on the news docket? Anything else that I'm that I'm leaving out here? Uh, Kenny yeah. Omega did defend his uh, Impact World Title against Moose over the weekend. How was that? Uh, Jesse, it. you tell him you watched the whole thing. I've only watched highlights. It wasn't really what I felt like it could have been, but it was a good match. It definitely elevated Moose, even with the loss. And he, I just read today as well, he has apparently signed another two-year deal with Impact Wrestling. So it seems like we're going to be Moose and Impact tied together like peas Uh, and carrots. Yes, and I hear that uh, Kenny Omega is dealing with some significant injuries right now, so he's only going to wrestle important matches. Mm. Mm. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. Interesting. The... um, in repetitive news, Mr. Cody Rhodes announced a new non-wrestling project. Made it very public. I did not see that. What is that? What is he doing now? The podcast. Everything But Wrestling Podcast. Mm, okay. 
Yep, that's about as interesting as that gets. Yeah, because people want to hear from Cody Rhodes about things other than wrestling. That makes perfect uh, sense. We can talk about his neck tattoos. Neck tattoos. His dad. You know he has a famous dad, right? Yeah, uh, I thought, yeah. I think so. He's a baseball player, right? Something like that. Maybe he'll talk about America. He is going to team with the progeny of the one and only Arn Anderson, Mr. Brock Anderson, on the upcoming, well, I guess at this point, the day before this airs Dynamite. Curious. Yes, Dynamite is going to be on Saturday until the goddamn NBA fucking playoffs are over. Oh, yeah, that's right. It is on Saturday, not Friday. Yep. My bad. Wow. I'm I, To be fully honest, guys, like because, as you both know, we watch so much damn wrestling on this show that I have like literally three weeks of AEW that I have not watched. I haven't, I haven't watched AEW all the way through since the last pay-per-view we covered. So it's been at like least two or three weeks. Important dynamite moments for when they get back to some semblance of regularity. That's yeah. what it seems like to me. Yeah. Apparently Andrade is supposed to speak on the next episode, which I'm like, yeah. are we going to sting this guy? Is going to be a Christian, the whole thing. It's like you come out and you talk for five fucking weeks in a row and then we eventually get a match. I mean, that's what it seems like to me. The, uh, yeah. In other news, Renee Paquette and John Moxley had a little baby. And WWE publicly congratulated Renee. <laughs> As well they should. As well they should. I got some breaking news. What's that? Samoa Joe just debuted again on NXT. On okay. NXT. So there it is. All right. Well, our speculations were correct. And as you guys hear this, it's Twitter's not- blowing up already. <laughs> Twitter is blowing the fuck up already. Apparently they don't read the fucking internet. The, yeah. um... There is a sad bit of news that I feel like we should cover because it does kind of hit close to the Nashville, Tennessee, the background, the asylum years, the TNA, so on and so forth. Oh, Former yeah. TNA on-air talent, the one and only Mr. Don West has announced that he was diagnosed with a brain lymphoma. Oh, no, man. He is uh, He's about to go and undergo treatment. He is very positive, and he is very confident that he is going to come out of it on the other side, and nothing but good vibes to Mr. Don West. Absolutely. That dude could sell ice to an Eskimo. I uh, love that man to death. I love his overhypeness on commentary. He's almost got like a special uh, yeah, gimmicky spot in wrestling. And I think he deserves it. I think he deserves a legacy. Uh, obviously doesn't deserve the cancer. That's not what I meant. But um, yeah, man, obviously, you know, thoughts and prayers, all the all the positive vibes going out to Don West. Definitely. He, I, I bought a shark boy toy from Don West personally. From his hand to my hand. From his We're hand to your hand. We're gonna, but he sold your ass. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's. it's it might be bootleg, but it's hanging up on the wall. So uh, I love that. I love that. I love it. I love that you bought a Don West. Shark boy hope, from hope Don West. There, buddy. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Do we have anything else from the news and rumors and uh, anything? We can double down on this Buddy Murphy theory a little bit with something that I sort of forgot. The former okay. Steve Cutler. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Has already announced and is debuting for Impact. So that kind of adds a little bit of fuel to that fire. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. He should uh, try to be a little less racist this time, but yeah. No, that yeah. wasn't. That's Jackson Riker, who is the only one who's still in WWE, which blows my mind. Yeah. They fired the other two who didn't do anything and kept the Trump guy and the racist guy. Talk about fucking tanking Elias's career, too. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. And then they fire Braun Strowman. Like, what? what that poor what's guy. That poor guy. Well, I mean, I guarantee you Jackson Riker's making like a fraction of what Braun Strowman was making. He's on the, but, he's on the NXT deal. 
Yeah. So, I mean, let's talk about Braun. What, you know, there's strong okay. rumors, and Mark Henry oh, has yeah. kind of fueled this a little bit, that there's interest on both sides of Braun Strowman and AEW. And it kind of, like, my stomach turns a little bit when I think about it. Because I'm like, what is, are we just going to see, like, six matches of Braun Strowman and Lance Archer and we'll be done with it? No, hopefully AEW be smart and use them as, like, an attraction-type thing and wouldn't just overexpose them. I, I don't think... I, uh, I think that... I think that... Adam Share, I think what he does is he does TV stuff. I think he does one-offs. I think he does indies in the hopes of getting re-signed. I, and I think that he will. I think that he will get re-signed. I think that he's probably been told that he'll be re-signed. They just, I think this is almost like one of those things where like you're getting ma- you're making too much. We can't afford your your blah 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 blah. We're about to get ready to go back on the, out on the road. Once we start getting those numbers in from the road, keep yourself in shape. It'll be a big shock and a big surprise when we bring you back, type thing. Uh, and it, and I, that's honestly what I see. I don't see I don't see Adam whatever his actual last name is wrestling as anything other than Braun Strowman. If he's not wrestling in WWE, he's going to do strongman competitions or be on some HBO series as the big, scary, big guy or whatever. You know, like, I just don't, I don't see him wrestling outside of WWE. He can be Braun Strongman. (laughs) Mark Henry did bring him to the attention of the E in the first place, though. Yeah, because he's a strongman, so maybe he's going to have that, maybe he'll be loyal to his buddy Mark, who, you know, got him in the dude. It's cash and creative, right? If if they can give him the right the, the amount of cash that he wants, but I think that the, I think he's all, he's a young guy, and so I think that his if he signs with AEW, they're not going to sign him back, and I think he knows that, and so I think his his thoughts like, look, I'll try to make my money elsewhere. I've saved I've saved my money. I'm good for a year or so, and then I'll come back when they're fully on the road touring constantly. I'll show up at a rumble or something like that, and I'll be back. Like I think that that's probably what's going to happen. Yeah, I could see that, or you know. I don't know. I could see Braun having, if he wanted to, I could see him going over in Japan, bro. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I, I mean, and I think they'd be okay with that, too. I think that yeah. the one-offs, I think he could do, just not in the States. I don't think he's, uh, Impact, AEW, Ring of Honor, I don't see it. Maybe he goes down and does some stuff with AAA. Maybe he does some stuff with New Japan. Maybe he does some stuff overseas. I, I'm, not, I'm not sure. But I, I, I really just don't see him wrestling in the States for anybody other than Vince. Yeah, I feel that. But speaking of Vince, let's do a little bit of fantasy booking here. Next week's show is Hell in a Cell 2021 versus, uh, I believe it's King of the Ring 2001, right? Is it not? Yes, Shane McMahon versus Kurt Angle and one of the fucking gnarliest matches of all time. Kurt Angle is on record saying that it is the most painful moment in the history of his entire career occurs during this match. And I think we all know what that is. Cough, cough, tailbone. Yes. Uh, Which time, though? Because it happens. Yeah. (laughs) It happened multiple, like at least two to three times in that match. I'm going to guess the first time sucked and then the rest of the times were worse. Were worse. Yeah, I would would agree. Or he probably got fucked the first time and was just out of it on the second and third one. I would say so. Does anybody do we have a card for uh, for Hell in a Cell for Sunday? Do we have, does anybody have that up? We can certainly look it up. Yeah, let's find that because I want to do a little bit of fantasy booking on this. I want to like kind of put ourselves in a situation where we can, if we had the book to book Hell in a Cell, if we're gonna put these matches on, who's going over? Where do we see these? Uh, where do we see, we see these storylines going? I will say for my money, the main roster has been the worst it's been and. I mean, God, like, yeah, since like 2011, 
Well, I don't know. I mean, like, I'd say since it's the, the worst has been in the past five years. I'd say since like 2016, 2014, 15, 16, they, they had some pretty solid shit going on. Uh, but this is not, this is, this is just ain't it, man. I mean, listen, I mean, we've been trying this and I, I, I like Drew. I like Drew McIntyre, but I think the Drew McIntyre experiment is over. Uh, I get that they're trying to keep him on top because they want to get back on the on tour, and they, and I know I'm not saying he's not. Right, I got a, I got at least five matches pulled up that that are made so far. Okay, I'm not saying that Drew McIntyre isn't over. I just don't think he's the guy to 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 hang the bell cow on, especially when Roman Reigns is on the other side. What do we got on the uh, for the lineup there, Wex? Alexa Bliss versus Shayna Baszler in a singles match. What Roman <laughs> Reigns versus uh. Roman Reigns versus Rey Mysterio and for the Universal sleeper. Championship. That's yeah, that could be really sick. That's gonna Bianca be Bianca Belair versus Bailey for the Women's SmackDown Women's Championship. I like that. Kria Ripley versus Charlotte Flair versus for the Raw Women's Championship. I like that. Then Lashley versus McIntyre again. We don't have that's a the last, but the stipulation it's the last chance Hell in a Cell. So if McIntyre loses, he's out of the title picture. And then he what goes and turns face on fucking Roman Reigns, and they just change the program up ever so slightly. Yeah, and they go dan and dan and dan and da da da. No, they changed the song. I forgot. The new song is bitching actually. Theme music now. That's good. It's a good song. Stop it. It's a nice song. I enjoy it. Theme music, but you cannot listen to that and tell me that they're not similar. No, they are similar. They are. Yeah, I agree. And you can't go to his new song. You can't go Roman Reigns, the guy with the wettest hair. Roman, you can't you can't do that to that song. So it just kind of. I think you're the only person that does that. Yeah. No, a lot of people do that. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever heard that. Before. I heard it from someone that. else. So. Oh, okay. Those are the only five matches that are announced. Uh, apparently, there are rumors that uh, Cesaro Rollins thing is. Yeah, gonna I'm, sure, I'm sure that's going to happen. I'm sure that's going to happen. And, I'm and sure that's going to be matches. I mean, yeah, you know how WWE is. They don't have a fucking card until, like, the night of the show, yeah. pretty much. I'll tell you this, too. I ain't been watching the weekly shows, so I don't know what's going Hell on with no. titles all over the place and no. shit. I read something the other day about how Otis apparently injured one of the Street Profits or whatever, and I'm like, I don't really care if this is a shoot or a work, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, watch, uh, I watch, like, reviews and highlights sometimes from the shows and just kind of see what's going on, but it just seems like, you know... It's like, like you said, Daniel, the worst it's been in a very long time. Like, yeah. See, yeah, what I do is I watch that this week in WWE thing. It used to be on the network, but it comes out on Saturdays. It's like right after our podcast drops. And so it's like, I think it's like 30 to 45 minutes long and I'll just put it on and be like, just so I know what's happening. But it's like, I don't know. Apparently the AJ Styles versus Drew McIntyre match last week was insanely good, but, um, I didn't, I didn't see it. So I didn't either. There is that. But the following week. So, oh, I will say okay. one good thing. One good thing that's going on storyline wise, and of course, it involves MVP. He's basically they're teasing this thing between him and Kofi, telling he's like the new day's holding you down. You need to come Ooh. with me. Ooh. And that's like, and exa- that's the only kind of good storyline they got going on right now is the MVP Kofi teasing leaving the new day. I mean, is is almost still in the, in the picture as an athlete at all, or is he just? Almost? Like, yeah. Yeah, I they're still tag champs. They're still tag team champions, right? Yeah, yeah him and AJ are still tag champs. Have yeah. they wrestled since they won them? Yeah, they. Yeah. Just, I think they wrestled last night? Monday? Monday night? No, Monday no, night no, Raw? No, no Monday, Monday was uh, Drew versus AJ. I don't think they have actually defended the titles yet. But it was a, it was a singles match between Drew and AJ. 
Watch it be like a year long. They're like year long champs, and they don't fucking defend him one time. Yeah, that's probably yeah, that's probably what's gonna happen. <laughs> hey, when Dean Ambrose was the U.S. champ, he never fucking defended it and was the champion for like almost like way over a year. That's because he can't wrestle. That's yep. why he always complained about like, oh, you know, they'd have me on TV, but I'm never in a match. Like, cause you suck, bro. And they well, knew according that. According to the fans <laughs> like, uh, at Money in the Bank 2016, Roman Reigns can't wrestle. Yeah, well, that's incorrect. I don't know how you can watch that match and think that. That's just asinine. He, he, did, that, he did that sit-out Razor's Edge Liger bomb. Yeah, he did. A, yeah, he is what he is. I mean, it is what it is. Here's how but, checked out I am on the WWE stuff, and, and this may sound like an asinine question, but I really just haven't been watching. Where, where Where's Edge and Daniel Bryan? Daniel, Daniel Bryan's, Bryan's still has contract is up. He's done. He just, his contract expired. And I think he's just like, I think he's playing negotiations because he's still, okay, this is what's weird. He's not signed, but he still has a contract. He's still a contracted actor on the Total Bella show, which is a WWE production. So, like, I think he's signed with that through 2023. You're the first so, New Japan star on Total Bellas? It's possible. I mean, I think, like, I don't know. I mean, I, how fucking crazy would it be, though, if he's on Total Bellas and he goes and wrestles in AEW? How crazy would that be? Like, I mean, it's not that crazy because of that fucking Stone Cold Jericho podcast. Anything's possible now. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's totally true. I mean, and I think that, like, what I'm hearing is that Daniel Bryan wants a handshake deal with the WWE where it's like, Hey, I'll work the big shows. I'll work an angle for you, whatever, but no contract, just handshakes. I want to be able to go work in Japan. I want to work Kenny Omega. I want to work, go work Rich Swan. I want to, you know what I mean? Like I want to go work part time and be home with my kid or kids now and like still be Daniel Bryan on TV for you guys. And like, you know, I, I, I think he might be the first guy that actually gets to do it. I really do. I think that they might be like, okay, Cool. I mean, Whatever. They, you saw what happened when Jericho went, and it was like, okay, we lost him, and he became the oh, the sole name for the competition at first. You know, and he, but he, yeah, but he, I mean, I would argue that Chris, Chris Jericho's value as the pain maker in New Japan, and you know, as like the the launch point in the original AEW Le Champion was like ten times the value he had five years ago in this Money in the Bank that we just yeah, covered. for sure. You know 100%. what I mean? Oh yeah. So, and I think the same thing with Daniel Bryan. Like, Daniel Bryan is one of their top 10 stars now, currently. Chris Jericho wasn't when he left, sadly. Right. So, like, I don't know, man. If I mean, could do? can you imagine the buzz if he just shows up to wrestle Kenny Omega at an AEW, like, Dynamite? How, what would, like, it would, the world would explode, I feel like. It'd be crazy. I cannot It'd imagine the buzz, would, frankly. I mean, it, it's it's one of those things that would have to be a surprise. It would have to be done right, but... I could see it happening. And also, think about this, dude. Daniel Bryan, Okada. Daniel Bryan, Coda. Uh, I mean, like... Naito. Dude, Naito would Daniel be... Daniel Bryan versus Jonathan Gresham. That's yeah, what I want to see. Ring of Honor. Man. Ring of Honor slacking, bro. Their, their ties are... Dude, I mean, they're not Dan, slacking in terms Daniel of their... Daniel Bryan versus Jay White. Daniel yeah. Bryan versus Shingo. Dude, we could just... But we could just keep going now. You know what I mean? Like... Dude, I mean, at this point, Daniel Bryan versus Christian in AEW, I feel like would be legit because at least they would yeah. actually book their own match. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they could, they could, dude. That that would be a sick match because they yes, could like work how they want to work. Yeah, dude, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan Pentagon. Oh, Man, oh my God, Daniel Bryan, Ray Phoenix. Yeah, maybe so. Is Ray Phoenix like permanently hurt or something? He's made a glass, bro. Daniel Bryan versus Angelico. Oh, that'd be good. 
I love to do that. That would be really good. I love that idea a whole lot. I mean, if Cody Rhodes would just go ahead and turn heel, I'd love to see Cody Rhodes versus Daniel Bryan. I feel like that'd be killer. Yeah. You couldn't do it the other way, though. Actually, you know what would be fucking hilarious, dude? Knowing how much Cody Rhodes and Brandy love the damn TV. Fucking incorporate them in that Tota Bella shit. Oh, it would be so good. It would be so good. It would be so good. I would would be all about that, man. A little Brandy in a little Brie mode. Yes. For the babies. Yes. Baby fight, dude. Yes, dude. Or you could even put, like, honestly, too, I would love to see him have, like, a, like, come in and, like, team with, like, Pac. Like, like, Pac and Brian versus, like, the Young Bucks. Or Pac and Brian versus FTR. You know what I mean? Like, that would be insane. Brian Danielson versus Orange Cassidy. I mean, okay, maybe. Maybe not. They they look like almost the same person. They (laughs) really look so much alike. And Petey Williams, three-way. (laughs) <laughs> Williams. I'm telling you, Petey Williams with that haircut Canadian destroyers in one match, probably. Dude, Petey Williams has been hit, uh, has been hitting these sick avalanche Canadian destroyers recently. Yeah, well, that's because he has to, because everybody stole his damn finish. Yeah. It's like goddamn Dustin Rhodes is doing my finish. Ricky I gotta Martin do something. A damn Canadian destroyer, like Ricky be a bad bunny. Yeah. Yes, like that was like last year. Yeah. And I wonder, how, a lot of people probably have no clue that Petey Williams is the guy who made it up, like. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, it's the same thing with like the code red, you know, fucking yeah. gold yeah. dust in the code red out here. Like, dude, uh, fucking Ricky Morton did a Canadian destroyer. Yeah, I think all three of us literally having started. a matrix moment. Yeah, <laughs> I literally just said that. Oh yeah, no, I thought Ricky I thought you said Canadian destroyer. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> well, you know what? That's why we go to this this schedule, guys. Next week we got a uh, King of the Ring 2001 versus Hell in the Cell. We just covered that one. The following week. We got the entire kayfabe family back together. It's going to be American Trivia Party featuring the KG Cast Lush as our trivia host. I'm always hyped to have Cast back in the building. Um, I'm loving this new format, too, by the way. This feels a lot more loosey-goosey. I'm having a good time. Hopefully, you guys are enjoying it and your podcast feed and your little ear holes. Uh, yeah. Jesse, what, what, what are you thinking about the, this next couple weeks? The King, King of the Ring 2001 and then the trivia? I'm definitely loving the comparison show, and it's always a pleasure to get to work with Mr. Cass Lush. And I know I got my ass somewhat trounced last time. I'm going to study up on my motherfucking HBK this time around. (laughs) Wait, is this this HBK trivia this time? Anytime Cass Cass is there, it is HBK trivia, yes. Yeah. So I got to learn about Sunny and Vicodin and Cass (laughs) Breaks and all kinds of fun shit. 1997. I have that 97 HBK toy, and he looks fucked up. Like that, his face. Like Jesse <laughs> saw it. He like he looks like he's fucked up in his face in the toy. Like he looks like he's like on like six uh, fucking perks. You got to keep it on brand, baby. You got to keep it on brand. Like I ain't doing the job for that motherfucker. <laughs> you can always find us at kfabe.com on all the socials except for TikTok because Wes is an asshole. You got to find us at kfabe.com pod. I really appreciate the follows over there. We're getting about a thousand views per video. I'm loving it. You will definitely see both picks for match of the week this week up there. You can also sign up for our Patreon. It's only $5 a month. Get up there. Patreon.com slash kayfabe comparisons. You will always get all of these shows completely unedited. The video version. You can see all of our pretty, pretty faces. Jesse, where can people find you, man? 
Man, I am at Jesse Baker Nash on both Twitter and Instagram. I'm at regular old Jesse Baker on Facebook. I got shows of Bruin at the Springwater Supper Club and Lounge. We just recently reopened. It's been great seeing everybody's faces over there. I got some other stuff coming down the pipeline, too. Mm-hmm. We'll figure all that out. Also, July the 3rd at the famed Stables event space in Centerville, Tennessee, we have Revive Pro Wrestling making its illustrious return. Mr. Wexley Lawson and myself back behind the desk. We've been going a little loosey-goosey on that, too, and I got to tell you, super fun feels good. I'm into it. Luxurious Centerville, Tennessee at that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wex, where can people find you, baby? Find me at Wex Breaking the Lawson on the old Twitter. Wex Breaking the Lawson on the Instagram. Actually, on Twitter, it's just Wex Breaking the Couldn't Fit the Lawson. And Wex Breaking the Lawson over there on the YouTube. And yeah, Vibe Pro Wrestling, Centerville, Tennessee. We're going to have some restaurant quality pro wrestling. Me and Jesse <laughs> on the call. Last time we saw. <laughs> that was a, I'll use a, that's a good old JR line. Last time we saw the most legendary. <laughs> Example of why Revive Pro Wrestling has the. Oh, he popped me too good. He popped me too good on that one. The heralded generation's old women's division. Exactly. That's that's what I was getting at, Jesse. I'm fucking crying over here. The legendary women's division at Revive Pro Wrestling, and I think we're gonna see another match in that historic division. Now, last time we saw, I mean. I haven't seen chair shots that hard since Hulk Hogan. I mean, Jesus. I I don't don't know how either one of them survived. I mean, you had the cowgirl from Centerville. You had the other gal from outer space. Yeah, it was it was a war of attrition. I don't think I've ever seen two more worthy opponents. It was the impossible object versus the immovable something or other. And man, it was something else. I mean, they were definitely channeling their inner Hogan and ultimate warrior because we had rocket ships because he talks about that shit. And she did a leg drop and had those. Hogan chair shots. I mean, I can't believe I witnessed such a brutal attack. And the post-match attack, that alone, not even the match, that was, the, that was just brutal with the chair. Jesse, I can't believe the refs allow something to go on like that. She probably won't be back at Revive Pro Wrestling after that. Centerville, Tennessee is just out of control, man, and you won't know unless you go be there. Saturday, July the 3rd, Revive Pro Wrestling. Sorry, plug, 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 plug. Oh, I love it. I love it. These guys are just selling their ass supercell sunday up in this podcast but that's gonna do it for us this week guys we will see you next week uh with with at least uh, two of us maybe three of us we're gonna shake shit up here we're gonna pop in and out maybe wex take a little break maybe jesse has a couple weeks off whatever it is you can always know that mr know-it-all is gonna be on the call though baby i'm gonna be here every single week up in your ear holes be sure to hit that subscribe button. Leave us a five-star review. Leave us a rating. As always, tell us a show you want us to cover. We will make sure to squeeze it in. That's what she said. We will see you guys next week. We're out. Peace.